it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Welcome to Millions of Screens. I'm Cave Producer Leo Garcia, joined via Zoom by TV Awards Editor Libby Hill and TV Deputy Editor Ben. Travers, today we're going with final Emmy predictions from Ben and Libby. Well, I mean, it will be final. I don't want to commit to final. The the nominations occur on, yeah, I guess final ish, we'll say. Yeah, yeah, I might change my mind, you know, before the nominations come out and post it on IndieWire.com. So, like, this is more like a tease of our final predictions. Um, And if you only listen to us, then I guess this would be the final ones, but I don't want to be held to that. I'm. Very indecisive, if you can't. This is a millions and millions of little screens. Can't you shut up? I'm busy. Boy, what a great show. All right, well, skipping ahead to the clicker, our recap of the biggest news items from this past week. Guys, the Succession teaser trailer dropped. What's your favorite moment line from the teaser trailer? Is it Kendall's stupid walk? Is it Greg going... That sounds dramatic about the poisonous spiders up his dick hole. Sure, I think he is said it down his dicky? I think it down, yeah, oh, that was down his dick hole. Good. Oh man! No, I think it was dicky. I let's think go it was dicky. Let's go. Either way, look it up. Uh, or Logan Logan's laugh via the phone at the very end of the trailer uh, with with Kendall's very stupid. I'm gonna up his beanstalk. Yeah, run run up his beanstalk. Run up his beanstalk. Um. Yeah, I I think that that combined with the he's laughing in like in not in a nice way uh-huh. uh feels like a such a great attempt to to capture uh who Logan Roy is and um but yeah a- everything yeah. It, it's a it's a great final beat uh for the teaser who, but who Logan Roy uh, is like while you're being an assistant passing it off to a boss who's who's very temperamental it's like how right. can i say this without making you irate uh right and yet convey what needs to be conveyed that was uh, yeah great touch i it, what's weird what's weird about it is it feel it felt i mean we've always said that succession blurs the line on what's a drama what's a comedy but that teaser trailer felt like a hundred percent comedy kind of it know. was pretty intense family bickering going on uh yeah but so. at this point the, the roys are the best comedy family on television I, I, uh, I, yeah, I mean, and I also think, I don't know what Rob would think about this, but I also think comedy is the best way to sell a trailer. Um, yeah, you want, especially with a drama, you want people to know they're going to have a good time. Like there's going to be serious shit. Like I am sure that I will spend much of succession season three, just sick with anxiety. I can't wait. Um, but you have to let them know, like, they also see the absurdity in all of this. Um, I mean, Wham's Gam and, uh, and and what's, like, Greg are just, they are uh, Rosencrantz and Guildenstern of oh, Succession. Oh, 110%. 110%. They're, they're there almost 100% for comedy. Yeah. But then Tom gets, those, gets that great. What's great that shot with- of him on top of, the, of all the filing cabinets? I. 
do hope that this season is more successful with pulling Shiv to the center because it really felt like season two was heading that way and then took a hard right turn. Um, and there goes, I mean, if that teaser trailer, and of course it's a teaser, uh, tells us anything, maybe Roman isn't the center of the season. I mean, the finale would suggest that it was and was always going to be between Logan and um, Kendall. But I'm, I'm interested in, in how the, the other siblings play out. Did we even see Connor? Uh, he's he's in the group shot when Shiv says, uh, if you want to, or when, when uh, Logan says, uh, dad was going to send me to jail and he would have done the same thing to all of you, to any of you. Connor's right. in that shot. And then the next line, which feels like it's a different scene, is Shiv oh, saying, yeah, if, if, you, if you want me to back your play, you have to name me CEO. And then that's when uh, Roman says, whoa, Nelly. <laughs> How many times did you watch this <laughs> teaser trailer, Leo? Three, like... three, or, three or four times. That was our only clicker topic. And now we're on to the meat predictions for the Emmy nominations, which arrive... In just a few days, next Tuesday, next Tuesday morning, some people will be disappointed, some people will be ecstatic. And let's start with the happy times. Comedy series. Uh, we, we discussed before we start recording that maybe we'll, we'll talk about, we'll get past the locks early, and then just sort of you and Libby can, Ben, you and Libby can talk about what you think will sneak in to the various uh, categories. But locks for comedy series, Ted Lasso, Pen15? Kamiski method? Flight attendant? <laughs> I mean, those last three were question marks, but they, those four feel pretty good. Of the potential eight nom- nominations, where do you see the other four spots going? It is. Let me just, let me just say this before. Cobra we, Kai? Cobra Kai, anyone? <laughs> let me just say this. I find it very weird that those are the four locks that people are assuming because i think i would choose different things if 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 it was me um just because of the eight slots that i need to fill i mean obviously uh, obviously ted lasso that goes without saying flight attendant was the like one of the second most i think beloved series uh so i think that is also locked uh through the winter awards season and then i think kaminsky is I mean, it's been there before. They really like it. And two I don't for two. think they're going to give up on that this year. Um, but then if I was to pick another one, if I was just to pick one other one, I would say that Blackish is definitely getting nominated because Blackish kind of always gets nominated. And I'm not saying it's definitely in voters' top four, but I think there's enough positive regard for it that in a year like this, which seems so weak, um, it, it feels like like an, an easy choice for a quality comedy to get nominated in the face of all these newcomers. I also think it's very strange that Hacks isn't included in, in, in your four, Leo, because I'm seeing a lot of love for it around. Like, it's entirely possible. It's definitely one of those shows that we get to Tuesday and it gets like a nomination for Gene Smart and nothing else. But I, I just think it's stronger than that. Well, I think, yeah. I think this is a good good time to kind of uh develop the initial question that we're asking right now because when i'm especially when i'm doing 
the rankings, like the power rankings, as they're called, um, I'm of two minds. Like half the time I'm thinking about, okay, what's just the strongest thing here? Like what's the thing that, that could really run the table and get a ton of nominations and you know, obviously win comedy series or at least do well in the comedy categories? And, and that's one way to look at it. But the other way to look at it is just saying, what's the stuff that's definitely going to get in? Like it's probably, it may not win, but it'll get in. And I think what you're talking about, especially with Kaminsky Method and Blackish, I don't think those have a good shot of running the table, but I think they've got a great shot of, of getting in. And at this stage, when we're just trying to figure out what the locks are to be nominated so we can figure out what else is going to be strong and what else is going to you know make some moves, that's when I start looking at something like Hacks because we just don't know enough. Like It's just so early, and we live in, <laughs> we live in this world where we don't have ratings. Uh, the, the the things that critics uh, you know latch onto are not always supported by the Emmys, not always you know uh, heralded by the, the, the industry at large in the same way. Um, so like I agree with you, I feel like Hacks by the time Tuesday's over, by the time the nominations are out, we could be saying that's number two on the comedy beat. Like that could be that could be something on the on the tail of Ted Lasso to upset or or to you know steal a, a bunch of nominations or a bunch of wins for HBO Max. Um, but until it gets there, it's just, it's harder to commit to it. And, um, because I've seen enough people who are like, I just don't get that show, uh, that, that keeps me from being like, yeah, that's, that's a lock. So I, oh, I have a couple, I have a, I have a couple things. Um, first of all, it's such, it's such a strange year that I am confident that Ted Lasso will get nominated. And honestly, that's it. Um, I think, you know, as much as we talk about quote unquote locks, there is also worlds where the Academy just dropped something. They've just decided to be done with it. Um, oh, this is ending. I'm done with it. Um, so there, that, there's that possibility, but let me tell you my greatest fear about comedy. I am so nervous about this idea of Pen15 and like people's pretty confident about Spot because I will believe it when I see it. It's so weird and and so great. There is no part of me that believes <laughs> that they'll actually vote for it. Also, with season, uh, the first half of season two coming out so long ago, and uh, I think they were hampered a little bit because they weren't able to have both women on the the um, uh, the the campaign trail, I guess, um, because babies. I um, I'm terrified. I am terrified. It it just gets completely blanked, and then. I have a stroke and it's, you know, who will, who will write the, the analysis. <laughs> That's definitely uh, everyone listening's top most concern uh, if you were to have a stroke. So uh, please do avoid I that as best you can. So. I think it's the pen 15 thing. Can't, can't write the analysis part. Um, but one thing I will say, like, again, like ways that I try to remain confident in certain things happening is by looking further down the ballot. So like when I'm looking at the top of the ballot and I'm looking at kind of the eight picks that everybody has to make on gold derby or just the eight picks that everybody has to make whenever they're you know officially submitting their predictions um you then have to look at okay so what am i leaving off and i really don't think there's more than maybe four or five other shows that i could reasonably expect to get in so then i start to feel more confident about some of the other ones at the top i actually want to talk to you because you guys have the same eight right now 
You have uh, He's such Ted a Lasso. copycat. You have Lasso, uh, Flight Attendant, Hacks, Comiskey Method, Pen15, Blackish, Master of None, and Mythic Quest. On Gold Derby, not that that's the arbiter of all things, all of those, of those eight, seven of those are in the top seven. Mythic Quest is the only one not in the top seven, which leaves, it's, it's actually sitting in the 11th place slot, which leaves Girls 5 Ever, Cobra Kai, Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist, and Mythic Quest is like the next four. At the risk of sort of narrowing this down to say those first seven we mentioned have a very high likelihood of getting nominated. Make your pitch for Mythic Quest as the eighth show. And what do you think is most likely of those other three shows to unseat Mythic Quest in that eight spot? I don't like this game. Um, <laughs> I will play it, but I do not like it. because Rob McElhenney, don't listen to this next section of the podcast. I just... Well, no, this is going to be fine. I just can't imagine anyone looking at those four shows and being like, yes, not Mythic Quest. Like, I, <laughs> it, it, it boggles the mind. Uh, and I, I get it to a certain extent, like, um, it, it's, this, this is shitty of me, maybe. Like, there, there are more, um, several of the shows are more skewed towards women and, like, I think Mythic Quest suffers from, not that I would ever suggest that everyone who votes for the Emmys doesn't watch every contender, but I think Mythic Quest struggles in perception. Um, if you heard, if you heard a description of it, um, you know, there's a big bias against video games in general. Um, I think with a rob at the head like it, it it would be easy for people to just assume it's sunnyish yeah. um which they had already obviously made up their mind about um to the negative i, I think yeah they 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 just they're imagining a bunch of nerds playing video games and it it really isn't that at all um Meanwhile, you might hear, oh, this show was from Tina Fey, or this show was, um, I don't know, a fucking musical that has been canceled, and why would you be voting for it? Or uh, this show reminds you of your childhood in which you watched not particularly good movies. Um, and some of those are more appealing to people than others. Uh, so when hopefully if mythic quest misses that eight spot um i'm gonna have to say girls five eva gets in because the people who love that show really love it and it's definitely going to be on all their ballots and there's a lot of love for people love tina fey well i actually wanted to compare girls five eva in terms of the way that I see from my like rubish perspective on the internet, per, like the fandom around girls five Eva, I think is very similar to the fandom around hacks. Oh, I it's have like, seen that. it's pockets of pockets of either comedy people. They're like hacks is the best or girls five Eva is the best. And like, that's just, they're like separate. They're, the Venn diagram doesn't overlap a ton, but it's like, they're very fervent fans of those shows. And I don't really see that with those other those other shows mentioned as much. But who knows how, how wide either Hacks or Girls 5 Eva 
extends Penetrates. into the, the right. industry at large. Yeah. Well, I think I think this is the question that uh, that really makes it possible for something like Mythic Quest to get nominated. Um, as Libby implied, it, it's very easy to come up with reasons for why Girls 5 Eva would get nominated in comedy series. It had enough critical support where, you know, they've got the, the, the credits, they've got the, 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 the people backing them that they can use in all of their FYC ads and convince people to watch it. Um, and it's got Tina Fey and Robert Carlock behind it, which are very in very good company at the Emmys. Like people like them. So, like, you can look at those two reasons, and as a predictor, as somebody who's looking at the Emmys, you can say, that's got a good chance because of it. Uh, the problem with Girls 5 Eva is because it's on Peacock. I have, I have no fucking idea how many people are watching Peacock, and I don't think anybody does who doesn't work at Peacock. Uh, I also feel like, you know, just from a, uh, again, from a subjective viewpoint, that Girls 5 Eva just dropped off the radar. It hit hard when it hit, and then it was gone. Like, it, it's, it's just gone. If it wasn't for the Emmys, we would not be talking about the show. Um, and I feel like, you know, that can go both ways. There could be a bigger fandom for this thing than we're aware of, or there could be a much, much smaller fandom than we're aware of. Uh, with Cobra Kai, the fandom is the biggest thing that you can point to as the reason it's going to get in. Netflix, you know, bought this thing from YouTube. They brought it over because it was proving to be popular on their network. So like the financial backing is there as well as their own self-reported ratings are there saying there's a huge audience for this. And because it's submitted as a comedy and it's very popular in a year like this, that gives it a decent chance of getting in. At the same time, it's still very hard for me to imagine people, kind of like Libby was insinuating with Mythic Quest, people who don't watch Cobra Kai being sucked in to start watching Cobra Kai based on anything that's being said about it and anything you know about it. It's, it's, a, it's a remake of an old movie, a series of old movies that were fine but didn't really you know, uh, stick around for, for maybe good reason. Uh, I mean, and, and Hillary Swank from isn't even and, in it. Right. Like it, it has all these other things like connected to it where you're just like, this isn't, this doesn't speak to kind of the prestige you want to have when you're checking off best comedy of the year on an Emmy ballot. Um, again, I, I should point out that genre bias is a terrible thing and that shouldn't be a reason why you don't vote for something. And Cobra Kai has a lot of good critical backing and a lot of people who I respect really, really like the show. So they're, may be enough of those people who've seen it to vote it in and, and get it across the finish line. Um, as for I'll also say that the small small things I've seen of it, it actually does seem to be a comedy, which is fine. <laughs> which is <laughs> like at least at least it's a step in, up. There's, there's, that going there's, for it. There's no category fraudish uh, uh, deal deal going on there. I, and I would also note that last thing is important. I think that uh, when I look at something like Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist, I don't think it belongs in this category. Like, I really liked what that show was trying to do. It is incredibly ambitious, but it's mainly a drama. It is mainly a romance. It is mainly a story of a father-daughter and, and you know, her kind of growing into her own person and that relationship within the family. It's an hour-long NBC show. Uh, I do think the fact that NBC canceled it, I think, as voting was happening... Uh, doesn't help its case. Uh, we can talk about this, and when we get to the drama category, but HBO waiting until voting was over to cancel Lovecraft Country is a much smarter move if you still want to be a network to get nominations out of something that you're not going to renew. Um, so I, I, that, to me, again, leaves the door open for something like Mythic Quest, which is a comedy, 
which is something that I hope people discovered when they discovered Ted Lasso. When they were watching Ted Lasso and they were like, got Apple TV, what else is on here? What can I watch? I'm going to watch this thing that people keep telling me is good, even though I do think it's a stupid video game thing. We have no idea how well that's going to do. We don't know if if you know how many people watched it and what kind of presence it had, but at least at least from an Emmy standpoint, we know that the TV Academy watched Apple TV last year. We know that they recognized those shows, so there's not going to be a problem with the network getting it in, and we know that Apple <laughs> spent some money on it. We also know that this was a show that was coming out weekly and getting weekly coverage throughout the lead up to Emmy voting, like into Emmy voting. Like it was so it's right there. It's it's just something that needs that final little push to say, yes, you're welcome here at the TV Academy. So um, that's kind of my argument for Mythic Quest. If it goes another way, so be it. If I had to pick something that was going to get in instead of Mythic Quest. <sighs> Superstore. Yeah. Honestly, yeah, I'd probably pick Superstore. I'd probably say that, that the NBC comedy uh, finally gets its due people who slept on it caught up with it and it does have the fandom so i i yeah let's go with that let's go with superstar all right it's time to move on to drama series here's what i think the locks are the crown the mandalorian <laughs> yeah <laughs> sounds right that's what i got <laughs> Uh, I will say, I, I will say, uh, you guys have seven of eight shared in common in your in your nom- in your potential nominations. Uh, you each share the Crown, the Mandalorian, the Handmaid's Tale, Bridgerton, This Is Us, Lovecraft Country, and P Valley. Where you disagree, Ben, you have Perry Mason, and Libby, you have Pose. So I guess maybe a good place to start is where you guys disagree. Essentially, you have. Uh, the top four on Gold Derby are The Crown, Mandalorian, Bridgerton, and Handmaid's Tale. But where, where you guys disagree is Libby has Pose, which is currently fifth in in Gold Derby. And, and Ben, you have Perry Mason, which is sitting ninth. Um, talk about it. <laughs> uh, well, I'll break some news right now. Um, I, I don't think P. Valley is going to get nominated. Uh, I am adding, as we speak right now, I am taking P-Valley off and adding Pose. The Falcon my... and Winter Soldier. <laughs> no, Dang it. Fuck no. That is the deepest concern that I have on Emmy nominations morning is that uh, virtually every Marvel show that's eligible in every category that it is eligible and reasonably expected to get nominated will get nominated. Uh, but no, I'm, I'm putting Pose on there. Um, so we, we still disagree because I've, I'll stick with Perry Mason in that eighth slot. But... Um, <laughs> I don't know what I feel are locks here. I, I agree with Leo on the first two, obviously. I mean, there's, we've been saying this is the crown's year for eight, nine months, if not longer. Um, the Mandalorian hasn't done anything to We were change. worried it was in a win last year. We, we were, were worried about it. We were, well, I, there was, when you're dealing with nihilists, there's always a worry that the worst possible thing might happen. Well, yep. it's it's now interesting because we've, I, at least I have pivoted from worrying that the Mandalorian is going to win to probably rooting for the Mandalorian to pull an upset over something that I don't care to see win. Um, but I would say that there's a pretty strong chance that The Handmaid's Tale and Bridgerton 
get nominated. I don't know if I'd say Locke. Actually, I probably, I'll say Locke for Handmaid's Tale. I think Handmaid's Tale is a lock. I think Bridgerton is as close as you can get to a lock without being one. Um, and then something like This Is Us is also right there. I really feel like just, again, because there's less competition this year, the history of the Academy with that show, it's been dwindling in nominations from year to year, at least for the last couple. Um, but it's still getting some of the big ticket nods and people are still watching it. And I think um, there's still a lot of respect for that show. And again, this is the year where I don't expect it to fall out. So then and we that come is, down to those sorry. last three slots and it's a little... That, is, that was airing right up into voting or was it airing through voting or oh, so this they, was and that was timed very I think well it, I no think. i think it ended it ended before um, voting started yeah, opened yeah. i think it ended in may um i mean i mean but that's the you know with voting ended, ending a couple weeks later or yeah, starting it ended a couple may weeks later i think i still think well i mean you know the end of the eligibility season is at the risk of at the risk of starting too many tangents at the risk of starting too many tangents ben wither the boys all right so wait wait wait. i didn't get to say why i have mine my way but yeah after i want to go after i hear ben's explanation of the boys because that is flummoxing the boys are sitting in eighth right now on gold derby amazon has spent um what some would describe as an ungodly amount of money promoting the boys. And I don't even think it's it's primarily money targeted at awards. I think they are just very, very excited and proud of the show and think that it's capable of attracting even more viewers than it already has. Like there's spinoffs coming, there's there's podcasts, there's a like a talk show or something that's gonna like fill in the void between some of the stuff that happens this season and what's coming next season. I didn't even read the full release, but there is so much boys content coming. They had a big FYC like exhibition uh, in Los Angeles. Um, I, I would not be surprised at all if the boys gets in. And that's a testament to Amazon's promotion as well as how good the show is once people watch it. The, the reason that I have Perry Mason in the eighth slot instead of the boys, instead of in treatment, uh, and <laughs> instead of I don't know what else. The Mosquito Coast, I guess, is mainly because I still have... Yellowstone? No. Uh, uh, most watched show amongst a certain demographic week to week. At I least that's that. what the emails tell me. I take it all back. My too biggest bad. nightmare on nomination day has nothing to do with Marvel. It has everything to do with Yellowstone. Oh, um, come on. <laughs> I have faith in HBO to get Perry Mason across the finish line. And when I say that, I... I I mean that one, HBO has an incredibly strong track record with the TV Academy, um, but they also have a just incredibly strong, strong track record in general. They just make good shows and people respect them. I think Perry Mason is something that maybe didn't hit as well as they'd hoped, even though it was a pretty good rating success. It got pretty good reviews, but it had immense respect within the craft community. Like everything that it did from a technical standpoint was flawless. And I think there's enough people who like a lot of the folks in that cast that even if it doesn't get a ton of acting nominations, they'd still be inclined to kind of support the show over something like maybe The Boys. Um, So I I think those elements are what's going to probably give it the edge. But it really is pretty close for that eighth slot. Like, I, I don't think I don't think anything past the ones I've already mentioned past those four could be considered locks. I feel pretty good about This Is Us and Pose. 
feel okay about Lovecraft Country, though the cancellation, even after voting ended, is still kind of like, I don't know what to think of this anymore. Um, and then, yeah, that eight slot, Libby, tell me why I'm wrong, slash fill in all the gaps. Not at all. I, I just wanted to explain, like, the the... This is a very dark and cynical way of looking at this, but if P-Valley was going to get a slot in drama series, it would be Pose's slot, because I think that's where they put uh, niche shows from people of color, you know, that that are um, showing life lifestyles that uh, the general audience isn't used to. Um, with its final season, and I think it was well regarded, and its previous nominations, I think Pose keeps its slot. Um, and I, I just live in hope that P Valley is able to slide in next season. But um, so that gives me a slot to play with. And yeah, I mean, I think I'm with Ben. I, I think I end up putting an HBO show in there. Um, I admittedly have not seen Perry Mason yet, uh, but also I get that vibe that it's it would be my jam. Um, in treatment is not good this season. <laughs> um, and I would actually be kind of upset if it got nominated because the original flavor in treatment did did well at the Emmys for like, one and a half seasons and then um, was like totally snubbed for its final season. And I just, you know, I, I I would probably put my Perry Mason in my eight spot too. Like as for the boys, I think I feel about the boys the way I uh, stereotyped all those people who um, theoretically think about Mythic Quest. Like the boys just does not have a lot that it is offering me as a viewer um, that I would be interested in off the bat and I just haven't I don't I don't know if it's for me um now that doesn't say that doesn't mean anything when it comes to the TV Academy but I also think that there's no way I'm alone in feeling that way so I I don't know I think I think I have more faith at this point in HBO than I do in Amazon as for getting getting as Ben said getting over that final hurdle getting over the finish line well, I look forward to Tuesday when the boys gets nominated and I won't be there to gloat. You son of a bitch. Emmy nominee, the boys. I mean, it's been an um, Emmy nominee. Didn't it, I think it's been an Emmy winner. Didn't it win stunts last year, Ben? Uh, I, I meant for drama series, but... So. Stunts and drama series, it's the same thing. Same thing. It was nominated same. for one primetime Emmy in sound editing. Uh, and what you're thinking of, Libby, was Golden Globes. Uh, the Screen Actors Guild uh, nominated it for Stunt Ensemble this year. Uh, so for season two. I don't understand time or information. So maybe no. we should just move on to limited sure. series. Here we go. This is the granddaddy <sighs> of them all. There are too many shows for too few slots. Um, you got five nomination slots. Locks, The Queen's Gambit? Yep. <laughs> That's it. Uh, in, terms of, in terms of what you guys have, uh, this is four of the same things in a different order, but it doesn't matter. You, you each have Underground Railroad, Queen's, Queen's Gambit, I May Destroy You, and Mayor of Easttown. Ben, you have WandaVision, 
Libby, you have small axe. Leading um, with my heart, Leo. Ben, ter- that's cynical. In terms of in terms of gold derby, Ben has the five that are in the top five slots. Small axe sits at six. Um and then there's obviously some things just sitting on the outside, the undoing, uh genius Aretha, Fargo, a teacher, good Lord Bird. Here's the thing that I'd say before we get too far into this conversation. The thing that I'll say about using Gold Derby for these kind of discussions is that there was a time not long ago, perhaps the last time I looked at Gold Derby, where Small Axe was comfortably in the three slot, where it was right there. Literally nothing has changed since it was in the three slot and today. There have been no awards given out. There have been no huge disruptions in the campaign. The only show that's really dropped is Mare of Easttown, which I guess could have knocked it out of the running. But at one point after WandaVision came out, Small Axe was well ahead of it in the Emmy race. Wait, so Underground Railroad would have come out. Underground Railroad oh, would have come true. out that's as well. True. That's a good point. Um, so two shows. Uh, but what what the point of this is just that the reason it's fallen to six is just because people have feelings people think that's the case they they are rating them and gold derby's odds are responding to those ratings uh i don't think that that implies it's suddenly an outsider or an underdog um and uh yeah that's that's really all i wanted to say about about that before we dug into uh our own personal expectations of what's going to make make the cut What's upsetting to me about this category is, oh, the sun came out. Um, you can see my face. Uh, that none of my favorites could get nominated on Tuesday. Like, this field is so deep that, and it wouldn't, ne- I mean, it would be wrong, obviously, but it wouldn't necessarily be unjustifiable, um, except the undoing. Um, like, it's just, it, it, it is just, there's so... There's so many high quality contenders um, on a, a vast array of topics. Uh, they aren't really covering each other's business. And in another year, like there are at least eight nominees, let's say, that would be locks for limited series um, and would be locks if they would just expand this category to eight, like drama and comedy. Uh, I really have to write that piece. Um, but yeah, I, this, this category keeps me up at night. Um, I have a bad, bad feeling about this category well, and that, yeah. That's warranted Libby because in the past, this category <laughs> has gone horribly, horribly awry, which is again, one of the reasons I wanted to point out that, you know, the rankings on here are, are pretty uh, arbitrary. Yeah. Um, it's worth pointing out that right now according to gold derby you might as well write off something like genius aretha and fargo even though every single one of those seasons up until now has been nominated for best limited series and genius picasso was part of a deeply upsetting nomination class of uh like 2018 or something i can't remember at this point but um I, I am also terrified about this category because if, if you lean on history, if you lean on time, if you lean on ratings, then something like Genius, something like The Undoing, something like Fargo, all three of them could get in. And, and stuff like 
the Underground Railroad and they destroy you. And WandaVision even would be left out because they just don't, like they're just the new kids on the block. And they, they haven't built up the kind of Emmy credibility that can keep limited series, anthology series circling back or, or, you know, stamp the network as something that voters are deeply invested in and want to honor. Um, it's a, it's a weird category. And again, I feel, I don't think I'm going to change these five. I think these are the five that I'd put my money down on, but it is, as you said, a category in desperate need of expansion to include everything that, uh, is worthy, but there's also still a bunch of stuff that I wouldn't say is worthy, but that a lot of TV Academy members would, uh, and that creates a problem. (laughs) There is a log jam. (laughs) Couldn't, couldn't there be a world where the three, if you added three slots, those slots would go to the Undoing, Haunting of Bly Manor, and Halston? Well, no, exactly. But And then the good Lord Bird would still be kept out, and a teacher would still be kept out. So, like, there's stuff in there that I'd love to see nominated and, and to say may nothing get left of out this year, but may also get left out if we expand the category. To say nothing of your, your, your favorite, Ben, the third day. Oh, the third day. There, that just needs a special achievement, Emmy. Like, I really don't know if I'd put it on a limited series ballot, but it does deserve some sort of recognition for what it was able to accomplish. I... You're just hoping he sneaks into actor, right? The ex. Well, I mean, it would be great, but only under the right circumstances. Like we keep saying, this is just mm-hmm. this is just figuring out a design in which all of the things we want to happen will happen uh, and thus we are inevitably crushed and angry and uh, raring to go after nominations actually come out and i should say that expansion isn't the perfect solution but also anthology series and limited series aren't the same thing and i and and limited series in a way are at a disadvantage from those things that are coming back year after year after year um so I, I I think that is partially worth the expansion because if you assume like two to three spots are going to go to like, I, I just, it doesn't make any sense. And it's for a category where I will say the majority of the contenders, this is their one shot. Like this is their, oh, the sun went out again. Um, <laughs> this is their one shot. And, and without it, you know, it's nothing. They get nothing. I just... Uh, I just don't like any of it, you guys. And I right. actually, I don't know. I, I'm going to have to do some real, sit down and do some real soul searching about what my final five is going to be because I don't know. I don't know well, what I, was, I believe in anymore. I was going to ask, uh, like, obviously, it, this feels like a year where because the entirety of the Emmy year occurred under shelter in place under you know quarantine during the pandemic it'll even be more affected by the the remote viewing experience by people being sort of locked in their homes with entertainment and whatever they were choosing to watch and put their energy into it even might be more of a litmus test to how the industry changed over the course of of the year and so the idea that you know there's going to be probably a lot of snubs for things that are deserving, like there are every every year. But I also think there might be surprises that are like, this thing, how did this thing happen? Like like things that you wanted to have happen may actually happen because people have sort of been locked in these electronic bubbles. And so like that 
you know, hacks is, is more of a, of a lock than some other things, but like the idea is like, oh, that was never in question. Enough people liked it and, it, and it's in, you know, uh, and hopefully that sort of happens in, in some of the, uh, on the shows that you guys are really excited about. Oh God, I hope so. Like the good Lord I don't know. Burb. Oh, the good Lord Burb. Good Lord Burb is down there with a teacher in, oh, yeah, it's in a hundred, in a hundred scenarios, uh, in a hundred simulations run, all right. uh, 99 times out of a hundred, uh, neither are nominated. I'm going to give you each one sort of like, here's the thing you really wish for, whether it's an acting category, whether it's a docu-series, if you want City So Real to make sure it's in there, Ben. Like, what's one thing that like, if you could wish on a wish, one thing that's going to happen, nomination Tuesday, what do you want to have happen? Uh, whoever, whichever one of you has one locked first. Oh, I had the second you All right, like Libby, this you, popped Libby, what, right in my head. Both Conkle and Erskine nominated in lead actress for comedy. I think it would be Mythic Quest getting nominated. Um, there's probably some recency bias with that pick, but. It really does irk me that It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia uh, has never been properly recognized by the TV Academy. And even if it's too late for that show, which I, I don't necessarily believe that it is, uh, I think the longer that show goes, um, the fans who really loved it, who were younger, are growing up and becoming voters, and uh, it should just continue to gain prominence because it is such a good fucking show. Um but even if it is too late for that, I think that McElhinney and Day and, you know, Megan Gans, like the, the team behind it who've made this other show have made a great show and they deserve recognition just for that show. But it would just be kind of nice to know that Hollywood was ready to welcome that in. So um, I, I think that would be the nice, pleasant surprise at this point. Um, and everything else I'll just be pissed about when it doesn't happen. When we are who we are doesn't get nominated and Jude Law doesn't get nominated and, and Good Lord Good Lord Burb doesn't get nominated. <laughs> Some you. things you don't dare to dream about. Uh, I will say that again, one of the fun quirks of Gold Derby, and I think you might have pointed this out at some point recently, Leo, is that uh, or Libby, I don't know, uh, is that the Good Lord Burb has basically no shot of getting a limited series nomination. But Ethan Hawke is number one in Best Actor in a limited series. And don't get me wrong, that happens all the time. Like last year, uh, I know this much is true, Mark Ruffalo was the only nominee for that show, and he won. Like, it's that's just how it goes sometimes. Uh, but it is weird for a show like The Good Lord Bird, which is incredibly exciting to watch. Like, it's not a dour, sad, really dark journey, and it's not a one-man show. It's like a great ensemble with so many great details uh, realized for the story. It's weird that those would be ignored for the person like at the center or at the front. So, I don't know. Millions of Screens is a production of the Penske Media Corporation IndieWire. Our theme music features excerpts of the classic YouTube video, Bjork talking about TV and Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory. Our editor-in-chief is Dana Hurst-Brightson. Our publisher is James Israel. You can find us on Twitter at a million screens at Midwest Fitfire at Ben T Travers. The T stands for tank and at Leo Adrian Garcia. You can find us on Apple podcast, podcast, Spotify, Google play, sleep, reviews, less than what you think. This is Ben, Libby and Leo. Remind you as always that you shouldn't let poets lie to you.
lied to you. Ain't nothing wrong with a couple of cold brews and a cool podcast. <laughs>
It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.